0: Welcome to It's Upgrade Season, the only place to get raw and unfiltered advice on how to get your shit together one week at a time. I'm your host, Alexandria, and join me every Monday for The Upgrade and every Friday for The Wind Down, where I'm going to be answering your dilemmas. Small shifts, huge upgrades. Let's fucking do this. Welcome to The Wind Down. This is your raw and unfiltered Friday episode. Although, This probably won't be released on Friday. We are giving you as many episodes as you can binge for the launch of its upgrade season. So enjoy. But this is really where I'm answering your questions, your dilemmas. I wanna support you guys as well as spilling the tea and giving you the real, unfiltered, real, real. So here we are. Now, I feel like the wine down should normally have a glass of wine. I am basic bitching with my Stanley today and it's got water in. So I hate to disappoint you, but. But with that in mind, I'm going to tell you a mortifying story about mushrooms to kick off. So this is where we're at. My tolerance post-baby with everything, everything has dropped. We're talking caffeine, we're talking bullshit, we're talking alcohol, and we are talking mushrooms. So prior to pregnancy, it was not uncommon for me to microdose. I really love just getting to drop in, just feeling very connected, feeling very creative. The research on mushrooms is incredible. And this is not the episode that's going to share that with you. I will actually try and get my friend Lindsay on because she is the queen of all things mushroom. But this is not the episode where I'm going to give you the education. This is the episode where I'm going to tell you my mortifying story about microdosing mushrooms. So pre-baby, I used to microdose a lot. Everything was good. I felt great. I felt dropped in. Perfect. Amazing. Post baby, obviously not microdosing. And then I was speaking to some friends and they were saying about how good microdosing is postpartum. And I'd been struggling with concentration. I'd definitely been like working through the whole identity shift that had had been happening. I'd been working through all this trauma that was stored in my body. And I was like, I'm open to this. I am open to microdosing some mushrooms. The results have been very, oh my God, no one quote me on this. Like, okay, I don't have the scientific study in front of me, but like they talk a lot about how mushrooms work just as well, if not better than antidepressants, things like this. They work for anxiety. There's been studies on PTSD, definitely had PTSD from my pregnancy. So I was like, I'm open to the mushrooms. This sounds like a great solution. I am going to start to microdose some mushrooms so I I didn't actually order the mushrooms we already had the mushrooms um so I have these mushrooms and I have some coaching calls that day and I'm like today feels like a good day to start to microdose now yes on reflection that sounds like a terrible idea that didn't register. That did not register. I probably hadn't slept very much. I thought this is going to drop me in. I'm going to lead some great sessions. It's going to give me some energy for the day. What could possibly go wrong? Okay. So I look at the card and they come with this card and it has all these wonderful instructions of if you want a small dose, take a capsule. If you want to feel a little bit more, take two capsules. If you want to like really I think they call it like a museum dose and I don't know what they mean by that but the image I have in my head is just someone so high that they are in a museum staring at a painting for hours okay so they have a museum dose which I think is like four capsules or whatever I'm like I'm gonna go easy I'm just gonna take the one capsule okay we're gonna go in for the one capsule I take it with food now this is key I cannot microdose I know nobody else microdose without food it It will make me feel a little bit sick. It will just hit me a bit hard. Not good. So I know, I know to take this with breakfast. I have breakfast. I have my microdose. Everything's good. Everything is good until about 3 p.m. in all honesty. I don't really feel anything. I don't know what was going on with my digestive system that day. But what became clear is the capsule obviously hadn't quite hit me in the way that it was meant to. Because let me tell you this. I am an hour into a two hour coaching call, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, this mushroom hits, and I am like, whoa. I am not microdosing. I feel like I have macrodosed. I am feeling in that museum like I want to stare at the fucking painting. But I am not in a museum, guys. I am on a Zoom call that I am leading for another hour at least. And I need to be on it. I need to be answering questions. I do not let people down. It is not in my Capricorn nature, okay? So I'm like, shit. (laughs) Shit. We are here and we are we are very very high, okay? So the mushrooms hits. I'm in this call. I'm like, I've got another hour to go. And let me tell you, it took every ounce of my being to just be fully in that call. I was laser focused. I was in it and I was providing the downloads straight from the fucking source, okay? I got off the call. I lay on my floor probably for about 40 minutes. I was just like, I'm just going to ride the rest of this out for a little while. But the best part was, guys, I got so many messages about that call. And no, it's not what you're thinking. There was no complaints. There was no like, was Alex okay? She seemed kind of out of it. The reviews were glowing. I got fucking glowing. They were like, that call was on fire. They were like, I need to watch this shit back. So we pulled it off, you guys. We pulled it off. Apparently, it was even better, but I am not risking that again. I'm not gonna be microdosing when I have coaching calls. Um, what I did hear though was that you are so open after having a baby that sometimes you're just almost like too open, and that you have to start really gently. So what I might do is try it again, but I'll I'll be sprinkling rather than capturing the mushrooms. So enough of my mushroom stories, I am going to get into your dilemmas. And the first dilemma that I have today, I just love the way this question has been worded. This question says, how do I deal with asshole humans? No context, no explanation, just how do I deal with asshole humans? Actually, it's weird. It's slightly different. It says how to deal with asshole humans. Um, do you know what? I love this question. I love this question, and I am more than happy to answer it because in life, there's going to be assholes. There are going to be people that just rub you up the wrong way. There's going to be those people who want to rub you up the wrong way. There's going to be those people where you're like, do you just Get off on being annoying and nasty and mean. There are going to be those people. So the first thing, the first bit of advice I want to give here is avoid them, okay? Where possible, just avoid having assholes in your life, okay? You don't need those people around. And the reason that I mention this is so many people keep these people as friends beyond what is acceptable, Okay. Like I had a friend, this is only like two years ago. And I had tried to have the conversation multiple times about it's not okay to speak to people like this. Is there something deeper going on? Let's talk about it. Like I will show up. I am so loyal. It's insane. But it reaches a point where it's like, This is not fixable, and I am not going to accept being treated like this any longer because this is having too much of a negative impact in my life. And you are not in a position where you want to be helped, and you need to, this behavior has to change, okay? So sometimes, quite frankly, there are people who are just not willing, not ready to do the work. And if that's the case, and they are bringing you down all the time, don't fucking have these people in your life. Like, honestly, is that simple sometimes. I get other times it isn't. I get it can be complicated when it's things like family members. We'll dive into that a little bit more. Um, But that would be the first thing I'd say. And raise your fucking standards. Like, you deserve to be treated nicely. You deserve love and loyalty and you deserve to be treated in the amazing way that you treat your friends you treat your family you treat people around you as well okay so raise your fucking standards stop taking sloppy seconds when it comes to men stop taking sloppy seconds when it comes to friendships stop taking sloppy seconds when it comes to people that you're working with people that you're employing like raise the fucking standard okay you get to feel good around these relationships um And also, like, let's not blame it on other people. Sometimes you need to vibe check yourself. Sometimes you need to check in with yourself. Like, how could you have shown up better? Was there something that maybe you miscommunicated or you didn't make clear? Like, where have you allowed yourself sometimes to be walked all over rather than speaking up and being like, hey, that wasn't fucking cool, okay? Like, we get to talk about this. And I definitely recommend that before you ghost a friend. Like, when I talk about cutting off that friendship honestly, you guys, I tried so fucking hard to mend that friendship. And I kept trying to see the best in her. And I kept trying, I kept trying. But like, it got to a point where it was just gnarly and nasty. And it just wasn't good. And it just wasn't helping. But I did a lot of self inventory. I was checking in, how could I show up better? How can I communicate clearer? How can I support this be- person better? Okay, so like, make sure you're checking in with yourself before you're blaming other people for being the asshole. Maybe you're the fucking asshole. Who knows? We need to, we need to check. We need to know these things. Okay. So the other thing here is like, have the hard conversations. And I know it's easier. Trust me. I do not relish having a hard conversation. I feel like there's some people in life who just love it. They're like, I need to have this hard conversation. And you can tell there's a bit of glee. They're like, I'm enjoying this. I'm going to watch you squirm and it's going to feel good. I am not that person. Like I like peace. I like tranquility. But also I am not just going to be a doormat. Like I am not going to let things slip. And also I do think showing up for your friends and your family sometimes means lovingly calling them out, on their shit. And I feel like I've always done this with my clients as well. Like I am so filled with love with them. And in order to be the best support I can be for them, I'm going to help them clean up some of the shit that's holding them back. So have the hard conversations. Okay. Lean in. I don't love having these conversations. And I know after I have these conversations, I always feel so much better. I feel so much closer to that other person. And I learn a lot about myself as well and how I can show up better. So often we have just misunderstood, or it's been miscommunicated, or quite frankly, we've made assumptions. It is so dangerous to make assumptions, and we do it all the time. We make assumptions about people, what they're thinking, what they're feeling, why they did something. Like you cannot fucking know why a person did something or what they're thinking or what they're feeling. You are not Mystic Meg unless. You ask them, okay? So we're going to check in on our assumptions, um, have the hard conversations. And when you're having those hard conversations, some little tips. So those hard conversations become easier conversations rather than going south and ending up as some kind of like real housewives of God knows what city shit show, okay? Here are my top tips for this. So first up, avoid blaming language. I get it, you guys. I get it you know, particularly with a partner, it is so easy to just want to blame that shit on them. You did this, and you made me feel like this, and this is all your fault, okay? I get it. But it's not going to help the situation. So they're going to get on the defensive. And also, you are going to try and absolve yourself of all personal responsibility in this situation. And often, most of the time, it takes two to tango, okay? Not always the case, but often it takes two to tango. So avoid this blaming language and instead show up sharing how you felt in that situation. So it might be something like, hey, when you did this, this is how I felt. Okay. Or when you said this, this was what it brought up for me. Okay. You're taking responsibility for your own feelings and your own responses in the situation, but you're also sharing that with them what the trigger was for that. I think that's really, really helpful. I think the second thing is focus on facts, not feelings. So I used to have my husband Jake do this for me all the time. If I had to write like a difficult um email, um, I'll give you a specific example. Okay. So I hired a VA and I was asking her to do some, um, she was more specialized in like design work. So I was asking her to do design work and she kept sending me back stuff with just like the most blatant errors in it. And I did not have time to be just checking this stuff all the time. I'm talking about like really glaringly obvious errors, like just hadn't run the fucking spell check, you know? Like there's a spell check, use it, it's pretty easy. Um, so I needed to write an email and let her know. We'd already had a call about it. Then I was like, okay, I'm going to follow up on an email. Um, I got Jake to go through that email and I'm honest, I'm pissed off at this point, like... <laughs> you know how hard is it to run spell check this is a pretty fundamental piece and listen you guys I do not get pissed off about things I am the most I'm I feel like I'm such a chill boss in this respect like I will literally be like no one died like let's not freak out mistakes happen everything's fixable that is very much my mantra and if you do a sloppy fucking job all the time I'm gonna start to get pissed off it's gonna annoy me okay so um I had to send this email I will get Jake to read through that email and be like tell me honestly, is it emotional? And I've got so good at this that now he doesn't really have to do that. But I got really good at just like noticing facts versus emotions. And I think when you focus on emotions, it becomes very energetically charged for someone to receive that. And again, people go on the defensive and people feel like they can argue with emotions because if you felt a certain way, they can argue with that. Whereas I feel like if you focus on the facts, it just keeps the energy so much cleaner. I feel like it stops the energy escalating. So like giving specific examples, giving the facts, not giving your like emotional response to it all the time. I think that can be really helpful to deal with difficult people and difficult conversations and just do it in a really energetically clean way. Like I really feel like sometimes with energy in these situations, when you give a circumstance or situation more energy they come at you with more energy and the energy builds and builds and builds it becomes this fucking bigger thing whereas if we can just go in a little more grounded a little more neutral then it doesn't become this big fucking shit show basically and then my last piece of advice here is like bless and release bless and release baby because sometimes we just have to let these things go and we have to be honest like Are we going to hold on to this? Are we going to grip around it and let it ruin our day? Let it ruin our week? My God, I can let things like overspill sometimes, you know? So like, are we going to let it ruin it? Or are we just going to bless and release? Are we going to send them some good energy and just let it go? And honestly, that is probably the most helpful thing to do most of the time. Like, just let it go. Don't hold on to it. I do think if it's a repeat behavior and if it's someone that you quote-unquote have to have in your life, because actually there's very few people we have to have in our life, um, then that's the time for like the hard conversations. That's the time for leaning in. That's the time for the radical honesty, focusing on the facts, not emotions. Um, but a lot of the time maybe just let it go, going with some compassion. I've realized in most of these situations, I am not understanding that there's something coming up for the other person in their life in another place. And this has just become an outlet for it. And when I can soften into that, when I can come into compassion and softness for them, I feel like the whole situation softens and everything just feels a little bit lighter and a little bit easier. So that is the 101. That is the upgrade on how to deal with assholes. Um, I'm going to save our other dilemma for the next episode because I feel like it's a whole other conversation in itself. And I thought like that was a really good, good, juicy question. Please send me your juicy dilemmas. And I don't want to just hear that they're an asshole. Tell me why. What have they done? What have they said? Fill me in. Spill the tea so we can like clean up the energy. We can mop it up and we can hopefully give you some advice that doesn't make the situation worse um you can whatsapp me the link is in the show notes pop me a dm on instagram i quite often put boxes up on my stories as well when i know i'm going to be recording so make sure that you're watching my stories so you can catch those um i really want to support you and if you've enjoyed this episode Please don't forget to leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to this on. I won't judge you for it. Until the next episode, I'm sending you love, I'm sending you joy, I'm sending you abundance and I hope you have the most incredible weekend.